For too many years, families of children with devastating illnesses have felt helpless as they watched their child suffer. Today, they're taking matters into their own hands and finally finding relief treating their child with cannabis. This is One Family's Story. Welcome to another episode of Love and Cannabis. I am Nina Simmons. And I am Osiris Stephan. And we are the proud parents of Aiden Stephan. Hey guys, welcome to another episode. Hello. I hope you guys are doing great out there. Uh, for the loved ones, um, I hope you have everyone safe and healthy. And if you had anyone that passed on through this whole COVID thing, you know, our condolences to you. Yes. And your friends and families, man. It's, it's been an interesting time, um, but I just wanted to say that, you know, we're all thinking about everyone that's out there in the cannabis world and outside of the cannabis that, you know, you know, love and just blessings and hope that everybody's okay. Yes. So tonight is our first night of doing our podcast with an interview. And yes! <laughs> our first guest. Our first guest. <laughs> but also to hear for our you know, future shows and other guests, Definitely tune in for our MJ Bulls. You can catch us on every Wednesday night. We'll always have something going on. So definitely check us out and also all the other episodes and podcasters that are out there on MJ Bulls. But definitely check us out. And uh, not to take any uh, more time, but we just want to jump in because we're really excited to talk about this guy. This brother I met some years ago uh, through the uh, trade show, Cannabis World Congress. And he and I, we just kind of just hit it off and just understanding where he comes from and his involvement in this industry. Uh, currently, he's now the National Director of Outreach for the Edify, Edify Pack. He's also the National Director of uh, Veterans Outreach. Uh, he was also the founder of Bridge H2O LLC, and he's a New Jersey resident. This guy is the guy. If you want to get to the New Jersey realm, this is the man you need to go through to talk to you to understand of the landscape. I mean... Wealth of information, good friends with the Governor Murphy, also knows all the mayors in New Jersey. And Ooh. it's a pleasure to even get the guy here to even sit down and talk to us. Yes, yeah, And so also, I want to thank him for his service because he is also a veteran. Yes, and thank you. For what you've done and your dedication, your commitment to our country and our values. So appreciate you and thank you. So without further ado, I want to introduce Leo Bridgewater. Wow. Wow. Say, brother, this, this, is what, this is how we do it. Wow. This is how we do it. All right, so I am blushing now. It's so, so <laughs> if I was white, I'd be red from blushing right now. Like, yeah. <laughs> you want to know what's deep? You know, when someone tells you, when someone reads off some of the stuff that you've done, that like a lot of times, that's the that's the first, that's one of those moments where you like, damn, I did that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, cause you' so busy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've been like, it's it's crazy. I've been so busy. I haven't even seen the 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 Jordan documentary yet. Oh, I haven't either. So <laughs> yeah, I got it saved on the DVR though. But I've been I've been crazy busy. You know, it's been Zoom meeting, conference call, emails, stuff like that. So when I get a chance to have this kind of an interview, you know what I'm saying? It's like, ah. Yeah. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, 
for letting me be the first guest and everything like that. And thank you for wearing that damn shirt. I love it. It looks good on you. It is beautiful. Yes, yes, I am a bona fide Philadelphia Eagles fan. Yeah, so let's get that straight right now. No problem. No problem. You know, I'm, yeah, you know, I'm in New York. I'm a Giants fan, so I'll, <clears throat> we can work yeah. out. We can work yeah. that out. Okay, I just want to point that out. Okay, go ahead, Soul Cyrus. Anything else? Yes. Hello. <laughs> Yo, so, I mean, I'm thinking back. We've known each other about, uh, I'd say, about three and a half years now. Going back since the first show that we met. Is it? Is it? It feels long. Well, you know, you know this cannabis, these cannabis years is dog years, man. Yeah. yeah. You know <laughs> these are serious dog years. And so yeah. I think that, damn, Osiris, I think you're right. Yeah, we met back in 2018. Yeah. The first yeah. one in New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. we see each other ever since. Yeah, yeah, Roz, everybody, yeah. yeah. Jake, everybody, wow. Because I remember, yeah. I, met, I remember you introduced me to the Minorities for Medical Marijuana where you were Roz. president in the New Jersey chapter, correct? Yeah, yep. I was the New Jersey chapter president. And then uh, I became uh, national director of veterans outreach. So I made it to the executive leadership team. Okay. And so, uh, and then, and mind you, I, at that time, we were just coming off because uh, we had gotten post-traumatic stress disorder added to the New Jersey medical yes. marijuana program. Yes, on that. And, you know, like, we were fresh off of getting Phil Murphy elected, you know what I'm saying? Uh, because that was, like, a big, like, a, a lot of things were happening in session. But you look at... We have two, I think we gravitated to each other because back then there wasn't a whole lot of us going anyway. No. You no, see no. what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. we, we were very, yeah. And so In the minority, minority. About, right. And then when you look at, and then we, and then filter that out to our affiliation now with that organization. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? And what it, like, what that affiliation is, like, what it's, what it's provided us. Which yeah. is a, a camera angle that's con con that's continuously at wide angle. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. You see the you, you, we're we're continuously you know exposed to the industry in physical carnage. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Which is completely different when you're when you're talking about activism and everything like that because everything's in theory. You yeah. see what I'm saying? There's not very many people who are going from the theoretical political arguing to actually being amongst the the actual real movers and shakers and so it kind of one of the things i give people the analogy that i give people is that there's a couple of them one the first one is is that <clears throat> everybody in the united states is building their teams like a football team they got their quarterbacks mm -hmm. their o-line their wide receivers their tight ends uh, you know, they're full back, you know, um, and, and, and they run in, they're going to run a shotgun, a West Coast shotgun offense. And they're going to run the most proficient West Coast shotgun offense out that you can think. Matter of fact, they even got a defense that's a bunch of goons that's ready to just knock everybody out. You know what I'm saying? That's how everybody in industry, no matter what your level is, that is how they are building their teams, okay, to be able to do specifically that, to whoop your ass, okay? Yeah. Now, here's the problem. They run out onto the field and they figure out the world plays soccer. <laughs> <laughs> the landscape is totally different. Hilarious. It's a whole different game. Yeah, yeah. 
And when you start, and so when you get into this game, mm-hmm. and you start thinking on a global level, see that minority inclusion and equity and all that stuff. They, it, it, it's just American issues. You wow. see what I'm saying? But this is a global game, and what and our exposure on a continuous basis. You know what I'm saying? Is what fuels the things that we say and from and our perfume. You see what I'm saying? The tragedy in of it all is that you have so many people who are just trying to, you know, plant their flag and scream at the top of their lungs that they're the that they're it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. When you look at guys like us, who okay, there are those who are talking about doing it, and then there are those who are actually doing it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and, and right now, I you know, so like if you. At, at, at this point, you know, when you when you look at the way this industry is moving, you know what I'm saying, people are missing the point. You, me, you, everybody, everyone within the range of my voice has to realize that we are, we're, we are literally walking in historical times. Yes. We are the only ones who mm. will ever experience the end of prohibition on cannabis that can do something about it. And when you look at, and when you start to break that down, when you look at different demographics in terms of African-Americans, we are not time appropriate in our education and involvement. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now, there are, there are a number of variables that we can list. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not going to go into it. You know what I'm saying? We, I've heard it time and time again. But some of the biggest variables is by our own hand. Mm, we are true. all trapped because we are all trapped by the technology of our time and we are all trapped by the thinking of another time. Mm. You, point you see what I'm saying? <clears throat> and so when you look at, and so for, for, for our people, you know what I'm saying? But see, for us, you know what I'm saying? What, the way that translates visually, you know what I'm saying, is we we see the industry on a macro and micro level because of what happens at the CWCB Expo. Okay. You, you see what I'm saying? We're, yeah. we're exposed to, because we're exposed to plant touching and ancillary. Yeah. We see it all. We also are exposed to art. So mm-hmm. we have the science, technology, engineering, art, and math. And Not STEM, but STEAM. And don't forget the decision makers. That's the, that's the, well, okay, so now we're we, we going to break that down even further. Because, see, the thing is, is that, you know what I'm saying, because of that affiliation, I sit on the, on the advisory board for the CWCB Expo. And so that position, you know what I'm saying, puts me in doors where I'm, I'm sitting next to people like, you know, Bruce Linton, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We know Jeff Whalen, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We know, like, we, like, these and, and these are not like some like yeah yeah you know what I'm saying and you know like even Chris Chris and Ralph Ayanuzi and all them like these are people whom we hey hey you know Bestavola yeah. you know what I'm saying Hadley Ford I know them all like we you know what I'm saying and we have very and here what's interesting is I have very matter of fact conversations with these people you know what I'm saying but they but those conversations will always remain private. Between me and them, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But the thing is, is that it's not like, it's not, ah, it's always, 
and upliftment and stuff like that and out of pure, pure respect. And yeah. it's very difficult when I go from those kind of conversations and I go other places and I hear people saying things and I'm just like, yeah, you get the cringe-worthy looks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You be, yeah, I be sitting there like, yeah, and then, and then, and then I be watching us chop each other down in public, and I be like, oh, see, that's why we can't get where we need to be. Oh, yeah. So it's just, you know, like these are all the things and identifying, like. You have to understand, my actual background is DOD telecommunications. I'm a signal guy. You know what I'm saying? I, was, I worked for General David Petraeus, and, uh, you know, when he was a three... Yeah, I, I was on his staff. I did the NTMI mission. Back in 2005, remember when George Bush was given the State of the Union address? That, that unit he was talking about, that was us. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was the NATO training mission. So we did that mission. That was us training the new Iraqi army. You see what I'm saying? So I worked, yeah, I also worked for Admiral Mike Mullins. He was the, he, you know, before he became chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, he was my base commander. You know what I'm saying? When I came home from, when I redeployed back to Italy and, and, and the, the doors of that C-17 came down, he was the one standing at the back, at the ramp waiting on us. So, so my point is, is that, you know what I'm saying? And I also, I worked, uh, we had uh, Air Marshal Dusty Miller, General Agnor Rokas, all Dutch Army, you know, uh, 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 General Rick Lynch, he became uh, commander of the 3rd Infantry Division. Mm-hmm. Uh, Admiral Mullins became chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. And Dave Petraeus became director of the CIA. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So these were, and these were all my bosses. My job was to make sure that they could talk to each other and they could go talk back to the Pentagon. I worked at the Pentagon for a couple of years when I got out. So you have to understand when I talk about leadership and everything like that, recognize who my, 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 my reference points are. So I don't give that shit out very lightly. And so having seen the decisions that have to be made, let me tell you the biggest lessons I learned from my deployments and working for the Pentagon and working in for ITT systems as a contractor. Yeah. I learned that I did not want to be a general. Really? I, yep. I learned that I, I don't care. I, I learned that it's much easier to bring down a government than it is to actually run one. And, and that's why I don't want to be a general. You know what I'm saying? I learned that real fucking quick. I don't care what your lot in life is, but there are some decisions in life that I don't care what your background is, you just don't want to be a part of. There, yeah, yeah, that's the best way I could put it. I've, I've seen those kinds of... I've, I've participated... I've witnessed and listened to those kinds of conversations where those kinds of decisions will be made where people will die and all that shit. You know what I'm saying? Wow. And yeah, and 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 you know, like I, I literally am the spook by the door. I I'm telling y'all. I'm telling y'all. And that's why I come that's why and, and so and as a as a as a telecommunications specialist and everything like that, you have to recognize that. Uh, our ability to effectively communicate is a skill that we have to have home to be able to reach that level of responsibility because you can only have maybe one chance to call home for help. So you better be able to say what the fuck you need to say as clearly and as quickly and as smoothly as possible and effective too. Mm. And so to be able to communicate and when you be in these, I've been in briefings where, you know, like the, it's, it's really like, like, look, 
don't don't say yes when you know the answer is no. Don't lie. You know what I'm saying? I have I have literally had the unfortunate experience. I've had the unfortunate life experience of being in the room listening to Admiral Mike Mullins, who was a four-star admiral, chew out General David Petraeus, who was a three-star general, in the middle of a VTC. And I, I, I won't. T- I will never say that the stuff that was said was 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 is, is, is uh, uh, classified. Yeah. But what I will tell you is that just understand that the the, the you see my uncomfortableness and everything like that. That's yeah. how bad it was. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. So Leo, I know that you know you're a vet, and like what you're just saying that you you're in the military and had to deal with a lot of things. And that will make you feel uncomfortable, that were traumatic. And when I was reading your bio, what really struck out was your advocacy for veterans. Yeah. In terms of getting them access to cannabis and testifying to get that PSD diagnosis on the MMJ yes. program. Yeah. Can you just like tell us how that happened? You know, you having all this IT experience, how did that go into uh, being an advocate for cannabis? Well, it, all right, first of all, you have the greatest military in the history of the planet. And the reason why that is, is because we know every person has lived under a, a, an environment that fosters success. Now, we only know success one way, and that's just together. We've always done it together. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, ha- uh, having foresight or just, just wherewithal to just do something is the way we were built. Now, what you, my passion and everything like that is just a direct reflection of the environments in which I come from because those environments, the operational tempo was at all, was really, really high. You see what I'm saying? And so, um, so when I see something, you know what I'm saying? The only thing I know how to do is to attack and attack as best I can. Got it. Okay. As best I can. So that's what, that's what, that's where my motivation comes from. It's just a, you know, like if, I, I know people who would see what I'm, who would, who would see this whole thing and be like, damn, Bridgewater, what kind of shit show y'all running here? And so I'm reacting to that. You see what I'm saying? The first sergeant seeing our barracks, we'd be in trouble. That being said, like a lot of people, I got into this because either something happened to me or somebody I love. In this particular instance, I started losing friends who were to suicide. And I actually had mm-hmm. a hand in helping one and talking one down. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so, and, and, and mind you, I just, that this 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 man happened to be one of the finest soldiers I've ever had the honor of serving with, you know what I'm saying? And to hear him in this state that he was in, you know what I'm saying? Because he was medically discharged and he was on opioids and everything like that, yeah. suicidal. Yeah. And, and 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 listen, when this call came through, you know what I'm saying? It was like at uh, it was like at eleven o'clock, twelve, one o'clock in the morning. My wife is sitting on the couch crying because she's like she's frozen, you know, like. And I'm screaming, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm trying to get him to, you know, he answered his phone, you know what I'm saying? We prayed the whole nine yards. Then he hung up on me. Ten minutes later, cops called me and said, we got him. You know what I'm saying? Yup. Took him to the hospital. He called me and thanked me the whole nine yards. And and I'll be trying to tell people like, yo, that 22 veteran suicides a day, that shit is real. Like it's real, like real, real, real. It's real. yeah, I saw that. So 22 veterans commit suicide a day. That's, and that's yeah, it's, national it's, or is yeah, global? Yeah, yeah, no, it's national. And it's five a week in New Jersey. 
Wow. Yeah, yeah. It's like like people are not like people don't really understand the gravity of this whole situation. Look, they passing them pills out at the VA like it's fucking candy. See, and it's still yeah, it's, extra, it's, it's, uh, in a temporary. Yeah, yeah, like, like, yo, like, you should see how the fuck this is. It's, it's, it's like, and, 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 and check this out, y'all. Twenty-two is the number they settled on. It could be more, is what you're saying. What? Listen, right now, you have more Vietnam veterans who have come home and committed suicide than died in the war. Wow. Oh, it's heartbreaking. Check this out. We passed that number years ago. Years ago. Okay, so let me. So you're saying Mm -hmm. that the number for the 22 is outdated number, that it's actually. No, it it, it actually could be more. That's Um, just the number that they settled on. Yeah, because I think any more, if it was any higher now, I think it would be a shock. Well, no, it, no, well, no, no, no. Listen, the <laughs> fact that they settled on twenty-two was part of the argument. You have to understand. Oh, it was this yeah, is yeah. yes, yes, yes. Yeah, but listen, think about it, Joe. Just ask yourself this, taxpaying citizen. Let me, <laughs> let me help you. Yeah, because, because now, now, now. Okay, see, now, now the Jersey dude in me is coming out. This matter of fact, the Jersey New York dude, because New York is my second home. Okay, all right. Um. You tax t- you taxpaying citizen, you. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Both of y'all. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, y'all paid about mm, y'all spent about four million dollars on me. That's how much it cost you to send me the basic training, to send me to go uh, learn about uh, uh, satellite communications and microwave communications. That's that's how much money you spent on all my on, on um, my my uh, equipment. That's how much it cost you. When I was uh, my hazard pay, uh, that's how much it cost you when I got out of the army. Uh, uh, all my contracts working for these uh, different co- uh, uh, telecommunication companies, all my time at the Pentagon. Yeah, you spent about $4 million on me. Okay. Wow. Now, that being said, what I am giving you right now, taxpaying citizen, I would imagine you would feel like you're getting a much better rate on return on investment than a fucking suicide. So if you want to know where all my fucking money is and what you've been spending my money in, every time one of us takes himself out, you know how much fucking money that was that just went down the drain? Wow. And so, Leo, so in terms of reasons why is it, common or is it in terms of is it they come back and they just can't relate back to real like what are you seeing is the common factor or rationale or reason why um the ptsd is happening the ptsd is happening once you guys return okay so all right so it's i I will i will say i will sum it up in one in one way it's all about the treatment okay Mm -hmm. now understand something currently you know what I'm saying? We're opting to take the D out of PTSD post, and just leaving it as post-traumatic stress. Got it. Okay. All right. And the reason why you're taking the D out of the PTSD, you know what I'm saying, is because your body's naturally reaction to sustain or continuous trauma, you know what I'm saying, the way, what the things that happen, that's not a disorder. Yes, I understand what you're saying. That's right. Your body's supposed to. It's not. You know what I'm saying. So it's so so take that that you know like 
tomato, tomato. You know, just right now, they just telling you, like, you know, so you can take, but just so you know, right? And then you also, and when you do that as well, you know what I'm saying? Now, you know what I'm saying? If you want to add disorder, then don't do it when you're talking about combat zone post-traumatic mm. stress. But I will say you can use it when it comes to urban post-traumatic stress because the disorder is where you look at, that's what we live in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think post-traumatic stress disorder is a, uh, is, is not a, 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 um, is not a human condition. I think post-traumatic stress disorder is a environment mm. and you, and, and we are not looking at the numbers correctly. We don't know how to read what was, what's in front of us. For instance, and I'll, like, I'll give you a, an example. Trenton, New Jersey is seven square miles, okay? You have about 110,000 people packed into about five square miles of that, okay? okay? Now, this is the capital city of the second wealthiest state in the country, okay? And out of that 100,000 people, 58,000 people were of voting age, okay? And for whatever reason, only 38,000 people were registered to vote, all right? Now, out of that 38,000 people, guess how many people actually voted in the last election? I can only imagine. Eight. Eight thousand. Eight thousand, yep. Wow. Yep. So, now, that's... Listen, this is what it looks like when majority of the people have literally checked out of their most basic of civic responsibilities, and that is just voting. That shit is free. It's open all day and late at night, all that (laughs) shit. And none of these people do that shit. And it ain't even the old people because you don't have to convince them. They vote. That's who the 8,000 is, majority of it. You know what I'm saying? That's what you, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So now, so so now, you see what I'm saying? But what that is is that's that's symptomatic of an environment that is fostered nothing but post-traumatic stress disorder. Of that's what the disorder is. It's yeah. the it's the environment as a whole. These people out here shooting each other, not even 20 yards from where I'm sitting at right now in the back of my house, four days ago, somebody got shot in the middle of the street. Mm. For what? You see what I'm saying? So it's almost like you're back to war here. Yeah, exactly. I see it all. You see what I'm saying? I hear it all. But the thing is, is that I am, you know, uh, and and interestingly enough, I am, you know, unusually comfortable. (laughs) 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 It's just, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah, I am actually comfortable. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, yeah, okay, shit. If you can hear it, it's too late. You're, it, you ain't gonna get it. <laughs> That's how I was in Baghdad. Yeah, I swear to God. And you know what's even crazier for me, too, is that the years that I was in Baghdad, you know what I'm saying, I was there to see the Transitional National Assembly take their seats, the Iraqi people voting for the wow. first time. All that shit. Yeah, I seen all that. You know what I'm saying? I've I, 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 I met uh, Jalil Talibani, the first president after Saddam. I was there when all that shit was going down in Baghdad. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I was running some, like, let me tell you something, dude. When I was in, I was running some really wild missions. So that's why when I come back here and we talk about leadership and everything like that, I'm looking at, particularly when it comes to us in this industry, our leadership is not time appropriate. Mm. We're, we're not, we're, you know what I'm saying? Like, like 
like if the if the if the established the the true leadership in the cannabis industry and Osiris, I'm sure you can back me up on this. The true leadership, African American leadership in the cannabis industry, that's uh, that's identified by the established authority, is not time appropriate. So if the governor of New Jersey or the governor of New York wants to send a message to all black people or people of color in the cannabis industry, they're going to go to Oprah Winfrey, Michael Jordan, and Al Sharpton. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah. and, 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 and Jay-Z, the king of the, yeah, and, and, and Jay-Z, the king of the blacks. Okay. Okay. Listen to me. Oprah Winfrey, Michael Jordan, Al Sharpton, and Jay-Z, are not Oprah Winfrey, Al Sharpton, Michael Jordan, and Jay-Z in the cannabis industry. I mean, we know who they are, but they ain't that. That's not not who you go to. Like, if you want to know, if you want to talk about policy and things that affect us and everything like that, they are not the ones that you go talk to. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And so, rather than, and, and, and so, you know, if you're going to do something, if you're going to be making, if you're going to truly in that progress, you see what I'm saying, or have, or be influential, you got to, when people look under the hood, they're going to need to see what you've done. And so when you talk about, you know, getting post-traumatic stress disorder added as a qualifying condition to the New Jersey medical marijuana program, that was some pretty historical shit. But then you turn around and then, yeah, and and then we found out last week that the case that I'm a part of that suing the Department of Justice was was dismissed with prejudice out of the Southern District of New York City, you know what I'm saying, last week. So now we're going to the Supreme Court. So we just found out what... Oh, you got to remember about that case. That's the one me, Marvin Washington, Jose Balin, uh, Alexis Bartel, we're, yeah, we're suing Sessions, you know what I'm saying, yeah. that one. That okay. case, yeah. So now we just found out like a week or two ago we're going to the Supreme Court. Wow. So yeah, to make cannabis unconstitutional as a Schedule One drug. Oh and yes. Might, it does you know what I'm saying? Because it, yeah, don't make. And this is and, and this is the thing about you know what I've learned about having that veteran voice, particularly when it comes to the cannabis industry. Because when I'm inside the state house or the Capitol, they talk to me different than they talk to you. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And I and I had to learn how. And what I had to learn to do is I had to learn how to how to get my talking points right. You know what I'm saying? Be able to say, you know, say the meaning, like, and, and be very direct. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and and, yeah. and a lot of times, yeah, just like, look, here's the what is because I go in when I'm around these people, when I'm around the governor, when I'm around uh, the senator, whoever. You know what I'm saying? Particularly these people, I, you know, I be in, I be in brief mode. Mm-hmm. I talk to them. I talk to them like I'm talk, like I would be talking to Admiral Mullins or General Petraeus. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, I, I give them the what is because I because re- because the thing is is that see, we all can say what we want to say. You know what I'm saying? This is again lessons I learned from working for these type of men and watching them make these types of decisions. And we can say whatever we want to say, but it's different when you're sitting in that chair. And that's why they say heavy is the head that wears the crown. Mm. Be careful what you ask for. You know what I'm saying? People, be, people say to me all the time, oh, Leo, you should run for office. Hell no. Are you kidding me? Shit. No. 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 <laughs> no, no. 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 I, 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 no. I, I, mm. I'm good. I, I, yeah. No. No. I don't even do the if I. 
You know what I'm saying? <laughs> would you seriously? Would you want to be the person in charge during this shit right here? It's it's not it's would not you really not yeah, exactly hard. exactly. You, you can't. You gotta be cold. Exactly. You gotta be ice. It's, you gotta have ice yeah. to do this. Some real hard decisions to you be know made. Some yeah. life decisions are being made right now. Yeah. And I, I I have had the unfortunate I will not I've had the experience of being in a room with this type of war, okay? You know what I'm saying? I have seen and done the worst that man can do to man. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm I I'm very I I've learned not to be very cavalier. I I think people are very cavalier in, in, in the way and some of the things that they say and the terminology that they use and whatnot. Yeah. Not fully understanding, and again, uh, also not fully understanding where we are at this time in time in these historical, these historical days. This is crazy. It is that. So just thinking about it now, mm-hmm. putting everything together in the sense of looking, especially looking in New Jersey, looking just in general across the board as cannabis has been unfolding. When you talk about social equity and the, I guess your reform, your prison reform programs that. They're looking to minimize, you know, basically the laws around cannabis being caught with a certain amount that you get a ticket. But then how about those who are already in prison been serving those times when there was a three strikes throughout rule during the Clinton era and Ronald Reagan's eras? You know, what's happened with them? Are they okay. going to be about the out? What's going All on right. with it now, period? All right, so let's look at it again. Let's, let's take that whole scenario, okay, and let's look at it from another camera lens for a hot second, okay? And I know you'll be able to follow me on this. The decision makers, you know what I'm saying? All of them. You have two types of decision makers that's in office right now. Mm-hmm. You got Flintstones and you got Jetsons. <laughs> okay? <laughs> now, you know, uh, the and, and, and listen, those two designators, they actually transcend race, religion, gender, and more importantly, the most important thing that those designators uh, transcend, and they also transcend age, because it's some mm. young-ass Flintstones, okay? <laughs> and there are a lot of Jetsons who are pretending to be Flintstones because it's more profitable for them, i.e. Kevin Sabat and them with Rand. You see what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. So, um, now, the, and the thing is, is that for the most part, it is very easy for people such as ourselves to identify who's who based on the language that they use. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, even when you have some, you know, like you have, like, I'll give you a perfect example. Here's the language, okay? The, the, tell me who wrote this, this ballot question, okay? You could tell, based on this question in New Jersey for our ballot, and when I finished asking, when I finished telling you, I want both of you to tell me who do you think wrote it, a Jetson or a Flintstone, okay? Okay. Now, here's the question. I'm ready. Should the state of New Jersey tax and regulate a form of marijuana called cannabis for a, a for usage for persons over the age of 21? 
sounds like a Flintstone. Yep. It's just, it's sounds like an form, oxymoron. A form of marijuana called cannabis. <laughs> what is that? I, I had to think. That's why I didn't answer. I'm like, I'm like that sounds like a puzzle. Like, it's the same plant. What do you what well, like, well, no, no, no. See, what it is, what it is, is, is that it's actually cannabis. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, but you, 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 so, you, so Flintstone in your thinking, you gave the, you gave the derogatory term. Exactly. The proper term place. You know what I'm saying? If you was going to say that shit, then you should have said a form of cannabis called marijuana. There you go. Mm -hmm. you, you see what I'm saying? That's mm -hmm. not like, like that, like that tells you like, like that's how, that's how they think about this shit. That's how little they think of this shit. Totally. And, 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 and it's also indicative of the monumental amount of education that is going to be required. Ugh. And not, not, not to get this shit voted in, yeah. but to actually properly regulate this shit. Some, like the person yes. who came up with that fucking question is probably going to have some sort of say so on how this shit is regulated or who's a decision maker. That's what I'm talking that's about. That's scary. And that's, yes, exactly. That's one of the reasons why the shit is not working right. So again, when you talk about this whole equity thing, people only keep it, when they talk about equity, they're only talking about business. When I talk about equity, mm -hmm. I talk about all the shit that I see, like I see at the expo and everything, but I also want some equity in the governance of this shit. Yeah. I want equity. I want equity in the enforcement of this shit. Yeah. I want inspectors that look like me. I want decision. I want. I want. I want application readers that look like me. Yeah. I want people who approve these applications that look like me. I want all of it. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I want everything from 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 sea to fucking soul. Like all that shit. To law. Yeah. Yeah. Because the thing is, is that where we like. The, the problem with legislation, the difference, the reason why you don't never want to do a ballot referendum, ballot referendums never have it, historically have not worked for us. Yes. You know, number one, they're very expensive. And number two, you know what I'm saying, where once you do that, you're left out of the dot of the I's and the crossing of the T's, which is why you want to legislatively legalize. But okay, this is what we're going to do. Fuck it. This is what we're going to do. The thing about being at the, the, the beginning, the dawn of a brand new industry, because that's what we are talking about, Osiris. Yeah. That's what we see every day. We see industry. And so when I go into talk to these politicians and stuff like that, I'll be looking at them and I'll be telling them all the time, like, listen, I am not here talking about some damn program. I'm not here talking about some fucking grants. I am talking about industry. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm the only person in here. I, you know, like, even when I went and talked to the mayor, in the city council, I was like, I'm the only one here talking about an industry, and all I'm hearing is about is programs and grants, and we ain't got no money. Okay, well, let's embrace this industry. Mm. You see what I'm saying? I start pulling people's bitch cards. Do you realize that the city of New York could actually become a city state? That's how much. That's how much weed is pumped in there. Yeah, I, know. I could. I, I believe it. That. I told you, like we consume the most weed, <laughs> and mind you, it's illegal in New York. But we listen, consume the listen, most out of listen, any state. Listen, there's listen, a stress. No, it's not even the state. It's not listen, just the city. Listen, 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 
when 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 Cuomo was talking shit last week, and I was loving it. You know what I'm saying? I but I had to I had to say you know like listen when Cuomo was sat sitting there and because Mitch McConnell said states should, should start to like declare bankruptcy and everything like that. And Cuomo said, there, he said, wait, let me tell you something, all right? First of all, you want to go there? We can go there. Because, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You really don't want to ride that train because we put in way more than what we get. And you get way more. You get out way more than what your damn state put in. <laughs> so you want to talk that shit? We can talk that shit. <laughs> that was what he was really saying. That's why Mitch McConnell backed that shit down. You know what I'm saying? Because mm. now here's the thing. The reason why that is, is because of New York City. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's because of New York City. New, the reason why the state of New York puts in way more than any other state. And guess who's number two? New York is number one. Guess who's number two? Jersey? Yes! Yep, right next door. I'm not surprised. Because y'all got, y- y'all got to come to work and work in the same environment we work in. <laughs> It's crisscrossing. People like, like, like. I'm like, yo. If people really understood, you know, what I'm saying, like, this country has no clue. You know, what I'm saying, how much fucking money is just in, within this, within this, this, this 250 square mile radius of Trenton, New Jersey. Mm. If you went, if you went into a 250 square mile radius of where I live at, guess where you could be at? You could be in D.C. if you went south. You, you know what I'm saying? You could, no, Philly is, only, uh, Philly is only 33 miles from here, man. Well, that's close. Wow, New so York, many. Times Square is only 55 miles from my house. You see what I'm saying? Yes. yes. This is like, yeah, 45, 45 minutes, you at the beach. Thanks. An hour, two hours couple of hours you in the in the mountains you can go skiing you know what i'm saying wow. you could be you know an hour you in pa you know what i'm saying it's not uncommon for somebody to go from pennsylvania jersey and new york in the same day oh absolutely or, absolutely you know what I'm saying? or from connecticut to to new york to pa to philly or to dc to philly yes yeah, true you see what i'm saying we got this this whole northeast quarter do you realize how much fucking money we pumping into this bitch <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I get, I mean, but the, the thing is, is that, the, and it's sad, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, like those numbers that I gave you about how many people voted here, yeah. you wouldn't think that was the second, you wouldn't think that was the, 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 the capital city of the second wealthiest state in the country. Uh-uh. What's your, what are your next projects that people can reach you? You know, if they wanted to talk to you about New Jersey and what's going on, how can they reach out to you? Okay, so was interestingly enough, you can reach me at, uh, of course, everything Facebook and Instagram is all Leo Bridgewater, but where you can really find me at is on uh, Green Rain uh, Media. That's our new cannabis channel. You know what I'm saying? Oh, That's really? launching yeah. actually. Uh huh. It's launching hey. tomorrow. I'm sorry, it's tomorrow. G R E E N R E I N E dot com. We're gonna have a lot of content. You know, to get our, our, our um, you know, get folks, you know, uh, the, that's new to the cannabis industry, that's new to the cannabis scene. I think people need to know where to go. Yeah. Everybody. You see what I'm saying? It's too many. It's too many groups. It's too many. It's too many voices. It's too. It's too much. And and everybody is so many different places. 
Here's what's going to be interesting as well. And I want y'all to really think about this, okay? 30 million people applied for unemployment business, uh, benefits last week, okay? Yeah. Or two weeks ago, all right? Now, you know they were talking about recession. You know they were talking about depression and all that stuff. What percentage of those people are going to have jobs to go back to? Exactly. Yeah. What? And, and then ask yourself this. What percentage of those people uh, who are, 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 are going to want to go back to a job? Yes, true. Too. What percentage of those people? What percentage of those people that don't want to go back to a job were kind of kind of curious up until this COVID shit came? Now they're ready to take the plunge. <laughs> true. Where everybody's trying to figure out how to fucking flip that twelve hundred dollars. Yeah, where do they start? We, yeah, like, exactly. So, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Where, first of all, where do I go? Yes. Greenrain.com. Green and selfish plug here, you know, uh, go out to Harmony, you know, Harmony uh, uh, dispensaries in Secaucus, New Jersey. And pick nice. Up some, nice. H, yeah, pick congrats. That bridge, really H, got a new for you guys. Yeah, Bridge H2O. What? what? Okay, is it a hybrid? Is it a Steve dominant? What is it? It's an indica dominant 70 30. Uh oh. <laughs> it's a cross between wedding cake and Kim Dog. It's wow. Crazy. Yeah. It's yeah. a coucher? Yeah. 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 Put yeah. <laughs> like this, put like this, put like this. Um, you know, where, wherever you smoke, wherever you at, when you smoke it, make sure you ain't got no place else to go afterwards. Yeah. So let me re reiterate that, folks. He got a strand named after him. Yep. Yes. Yes. Oh, nice. That's yes. awesome. Yeah, right, and right. I'm kind of interested in <laughs> trying it out. No, but <laughs> no, sometimes you want to be couched. <laughs> well, see, for me, the thing is, is that this was to address... Uh, you know, like uh, my my thought process behind this was, and I had some, I had a lot of to do with, you know, like um, going back and forth with the growers and stuff like that. You know, mm -hmm. them asking me questions because, you know, like one of my issues was, you know, I was telling them that I smoke indicas because I don't dream. Yeah. And, um, you know, because what was happening for me was, you know, it, there's different triggers. You gotta know, you gotta learn what your triggers are and all this mm -hmm. other stuff. Yeah. And what was happening was my wife and my son was bleeding into my dreams. Oh, so wow. I would be I would be fighting like I but I I'm not like wailing or anything like that. I'm just tense mm -hmm. like that. And yeah. so when I would wake up, I would be more tired than when I went to bed. Yeah. Oh, that's how I am. Yeah, because yeah, it's because what it is is you just was, you was working out that tense and everything like that. And so. When, but when I smoke an indica, I don't dream and I sleep hard. Uh, I definitely, I think I could relate to you, Leo, in that sense because I must, I wake up more exhausted and yep. have, well, you from night terrors. and then I have like night terrors and stuff. So it's not. Dude, that's what it is. And so yeah, listen, think about it. If you think about, if you think about the activity of the of the night terror, the activity yes, of yes. your body, that's a fucking workout. Exactly. That's, it's a workout. You go yes. Yeah. It's a workout. We, we don't, but see, that's what, again, we're not, we're, we're not learn. we're not really looking at the, the, the data correctly in yeah. terms of how we rationalize this shit. And so that was the, that's some of the stuff they teach you when you redeploy back from downrange. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And so that was, and so talking with them, you know, then they developed the strain and it's like, uh, mm -hmm. and then, the other thing too is that it's 
in my opinion, you know, Osiris, I know you can attest to this. It's the ultimate industry nod. You know what I'm saying? Yes, it is. You know, there are, yeah, there's going to be generations of cannabis consumers who are not going to really know who Jack Herrera is, but they know that name. They know that strain. That's true. You know what I'm saying? That is so true. Dude, this is is definitely going to have to be another conversation we have to extend, bro. We definitely have to do this again because it's already exciting just to have you on, just knowing the things that you're involved in. And I know you have so much to share. And especially with the elections coming around the corner, because it's going to come sooner than later. People don't realize it. Before you know it, it's it's here. You're on top of you. You're going to be like, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? You know what? I'm going to hold my question for you, too. The next time we talk, and we're going to talk about not so much of a movement, but getting people out to vote within the cannabis industry. You know, but we're going to we're going to keep that in mind. We'll talk about Leo, don't you start. (laughs) <laughs> it's, not, it's not getting it's no 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 listen it's not getting about the vote because they do that okay they vote you see what i'm saying that's not what it is it's what to do with their money and yeah. let's talk about that that's gonna be our next oh topic. that's a nice topic let's go with the next topic then like like in in, in in the realm of politics that's what they what to do with their money in the realm of politics and when to and when to make phone calls you gotta literally give them what to do all right just call the action yeah no doubt yeah marching orders Man, <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. This, this has been great. I have thank you so it. much. Thanks for having me, y'all. For real, can we tell episode 1000? See y'all. We must stay in touch, man. Thank you again. All right, yeah. all right. later, y'all. Later, good night. Thanks for tuning in. Another episode of Love and Cannabis. I'm Osiris Stephens. And I'm Nina Simmons. Be strong. And stay empowered. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Tune into a major journey podcast today where guests take listeners on journeys and immerse themselves in the roller coaster ride both in and out of the cannabis space that brought them to where they are today. Throughout our conversations, guests share valuable lessons that they've learned along the way that listeners can use to empower growth both in their personal and professional lives. Check out A Major Journey today on all major podcast platforms.